Welcome to Talk for 12, a podcast hosted by the women at Orange Evangelical Church. These 12-minute episodes teach from God's Word and encourage and equip women in their daily walk with Jesus. Hello, today I have Ali with me on the podcast and we are thinking about how as Christians we use the time God has given each of us. So Ali, welcome. Tell us about yourself and what has been your first reaction to the idea of using our time? Hi, I'm married to Lockie and we have three boys, Jack who's six, Oscar four and Freddie one. I work two days a week at Cadia in the social performance team and spend the rest of the time caring for my family and serving in a few ministries. When I think about time, I think there is never enough of it. I'm someone that likes to be busy and wants to put my hand up for everything. I want more quality time with my family, more time with friends, more time with God and to serve our church family, more time with non-Christians and opportunities to share the gospel, more time at work, more time for hobbies, and dare I say, more time for housework. Those all sound really good things to have time for. I think it's very common feeling to be wanting more time. As my children keep growing, I'm more and more aware that time is passing and it feels like yesterday that they were tiny. I tend to roll on to the next thing, but I do need to be deliberate about how I spend my time. And we really need biblical wisdom for this. Even though the Bible doesn't tell us exactly what to do and when to do it, it's clear that what we do do matters, that we are accountable to God for how we use our time. Jesus has a long-term view of time and a clear view of what is most important in life, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. When I think about Jesus's view on what we do with our time, the passage from Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 to 27 comes to mind. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. The challenge to deny my own wants and desires and fully put my trust in God is something I struggle with. When I think about how I spend my time, my natural instincts are to either overload myself, thinking, yes, I'm sure I can fit that in, and perhaps not leaving sufficient time to rest in God. On the flip side, in the evenings, I'm often a time waster and spend too much time doing mindless activities on my phone or watching TV when I could be spending that time more wisely. If following God means denying my own wants and desires and living for Christ instead, this radically changes how we think about spending our time. I'm also a bit like that, Ali. I always think I have more time than I do and it's not a virtue. Feeling that things are piling up can stop me from doing anything or at least procrastinate until the very last minute. And I agree with you, I'm not always using the time that I do have well. Do you think it's helpful to distinguish between the serving God tasks in life and the rest of life? I can sometimes get caught up, Jill, thinking about ministry roles in a different light to daily tasks, forgetting that our whole lives are an opportunity to serve God. While I serve in ministries such as teaching scripture and leading a growth group, I can still glorify and honour God through my paid job, through serving my family and even doing the housework. 
A passage that I like is Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 to 24, which reminds us, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. That is a really great verse. I want to remember that one. It really sums up for me the message that's been in each of these episodes that there may be many good things to do. The issue is not so much what you do as where your heart is. So the message of that verse, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. Jesus redeems all the everyday tasks. They can all be places where we serve the Lord. Yeah, whatever we do, we should remind ourselves we're working for God. Whatever our situation, our job and location, we should use them for God's glory. For those of us who are married, we have a commitment to love and serve our spouses. If we have children, we're also called to love and care for them. We can glorify God through being hardworking, honest and caring for those in our workplaces. We also show our love for God in praying for opportunities to share the gospel and being prepared to give an answer for our faith. I agree. I'm challenged to see all those aspects of life that I tend to think, I just have to get this done, instead as opportunities to remember that I serve the Lord only. It challenges me to think about what God thinks of my life and my actions and my heart rather than what other people think. And that can be a real challenge too, feeling like we need to look like we've got it all together. Easier said than done, right? To glorify God in everything I do is a continual challenge. I too often lose patience with my kids, get distracted talking to my husband, get tempted to participate in gossip in the workplace and miss opportunities to share the gospel or build friendships with non-Christians. Hatley, what are the biggest demands or decisions that we have to make with our time? And what wisdom do you have on how we make these decisions? A few years ago, I read the book Crazy Busy by Kevin DeYoung. And at a women's encouragement breakfast a few years back, it was also on the topic of time. Mm -hmm. One of the things that stuck with me was the story of Mary and Martha in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. I feel for Martha, don't you? I can understand the desire to want to make the most of the moment, to be serving Jesus by preparing everything for him and all the other people that are there. Yeah, I'm a classic Martha. I can totally relate to her. It seems unfair that she was stuck doing all the work, serving Jesus and his disciples, and Mary just got to sit there and relax with Jesus. (laughs) I'm sure if I was there, I also would have been tempted to make it clear that Mary wasn't pulling her weight. I'm quick to let everyone in my family know how much work I'm doing and how they need to be helping more. Sometimes I'm tempted to feel a sense of worth in how much I do, a sense of identity in being a hard worker and getting lots of things done. But this passage tells us that the real reward is for the person who spends time with God, learning from his word and worshipping him. Yes, I think that's a really helpful observation. We can feel like we are serving God more when we're working really hard, when lots of things depend on us and our work. There's a temptation to think we can master our time. We can bring things under our control and get things done. 
But busyness is not the same as being intentional and it can leave us feeling a bit poor me at times. In the book Crazy Busy, DeYoung says being busy isn't wrong, but it isn't best. Martha isn't doing anything bad. She's just pulled away from what is better. She's so busy with dinner that she's giving Jesus her spiritual leftovers. It's not enough to let God's stuff fill in the cracks during the day. I have to remind myself that we need to make learning from him and taking time to be with him a priority, the priority. In relation to our topic of time, I think Mary and Martha's story is a challenge for us to make time for God's word, time for him to change my heart, time for his wisdom on being purposeful with the time that I have. And it sounds so obvious saying it here, spend more time in God's word, but I so often just get up and get on to the next thing. Tell me I'm not alone in that. I wish I could say that I now make spending time with God the priority, but my heart is deceitful and forgetful. I need to be constantly reminded of this. For me, having young children has meant that uninterrupted quality time with God in the morning is rare. I try to make the most of pockets of time I get throughout the day, but I'm easily distracted by the washing that needs to go on the line, the crumbs under the table to be vacuumed, the emails and messages to look at, the scripture lesson to prepare and countless other tasks. Ali, have you got any ideas about how we can carve out this precious time for God's word in our days? Unfortunately, I don't have a regular quality time with God every day, but I'm trying to prioritize time with God when I can. I found the prayer app PrayerMate has helped me to focus my prayer points beyond myself and my family. I also use the Bible in One Year app, which has an audio option, and so I'll often use that when I'm driving to work. I'm also using a women's devotional book at the moment, which helps me to think about the Bible passage I'm reading. Another friend of mine used to pray while hanging the washing, praying for the family member whose clothes she was hanging. Mm -hmm. Everyone's situation is different, and I'm always keen to hear what works for other people. The challenge for me and for all of us is to think of time with God as a delight, nourishment for our soul. The most significant opportunity we have every day is to sit at the feet of Jesus. Wouldn't that be great if we could talk more about that, asking each other, how are you making time to listen to our creator, mm. to be shaped by him rather than the world, to let him set the goals of our time with an eternity view in mind rather than a task list Absolutely. kind of view. So could I ask you one more question? How do you make those decisions on the ground, whether to do this thing or that thing, what's most important? I'm really thankful for the opportunity I have to work part-time in my job. I know some people don't have this opportunity and it certainly doesn't work for everyone. But for me, while looking after children can be busy and full on, it's a different kind of work that in my experience has lent itself to catching up with people, getting some jobs done during the day to free up night times and opportunities to do other things during kids' naps or TV time. A good first step for deciding how to spend time is to pray about it. When I'm approached to be involved in things which will take up a more significant amount of time, I try to pray about it first. It's also good to remember our priorities. My first priority should be my relationship with God, then as a wife and mum, and then all the other things. While I usually want to say yes to most things, there have been times where I have felt I needed to say no, as I didn't feel I could take on any more work or responsibility, or it would be at the expense of my relationship with God or my family. Mm. Yeah, that's really helpful to think about. I'm one of those unusual people who actually wanted to join my son's school PNC when he started school last year. I thought it would be a good opportunity to get to know the school community and just be involved. 
I wasn't able to attend as often as I would like, though, as I decided to complete a couple of VBC courses last year, which clashed with the meetings. But I felt like my commitment to VBC was a greater priority than PNC. I also really value inviting people over for meals. Sometimes it can feel hard or like too much effort, but I always do enjoy spending time with our church family or opportunities to build non-Christian friendships. I find for me, I don't work well last minute. I need to be organised and schedule in hospitality, otherwise it just won't happen. And finally, with work, there's always the temptation to do more and I want to do my job well. I've sometimes got caught up in checking my emails too often and doing too much extra work on my non-work days. Sometimes important things come up and I either need to do work on my other days or it is less stressful to get the ball rolling on some things rather than leave them until I'm back at work. In general though, I try to switch off when I'm not at work. I try not to look at work emails or my work phone, otherwise I lose some of the flexibility I so enjoy of my non-work days. Oh, thanks for sharing, Ali. I think we've all got similar moving parts in our week to fit in and important things to do. And the reminder to pray is really helpful. And I've been really challenged from our discussion about being intentional with my time and letting God set the agenda for what I do. As always, our Bible verses and resources are in the show notes. We'll be back next time thinking about how we can care for and use the wonderful environment that God has given us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talk for 12. For the show notes and resources of this episode, or to email us, visit the podcast website at oechurch.org.au forward slash talk for 12. That's the number 12 in numerals 1, 2. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us next time.